Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Toto, the daring and resourceful mask rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Jagged lightning split the night. Rain pelted the steep side of the mountain and the level valley at its base. There was a narrow trail along the side of the mountain, and the rain had made it slippery and treacherous. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had left this trail as darkness gathered and considered themselves lucky to have found a shallow cave at the foot of the mountain where they could stay dry with their horses through the night. They had been there for an hour when small rocks began to shower past the opening of the cave. Steady there, Silver. What makes rocks fall? They might have been loosened by the rain, Tonto. Can't be the beginning of a landslide, though, not on this hill. Oh, Oh, you hear that? Ah, someone come down here. He must be falling. We know that voice. There's only one voice like it. It's our old friend, the mule skinner. Thunder Martin. 
The masked man and Tonto leaped past the shower of small rocks as a huge man came sprawling and rolling down the steep slope. He yelled wildly as he clutched and clawed and tried to break his fall. He lay on the wet ground with his eyes closed for a moment. Then he heard his mule some distance away. All right, warn and pray, you long-eared, addle-headed, clumsy-footed catamount. It's the last time I trust you by Juniper. I'll either walk or ride a goat. Thunder, are you hurt? I what? But take it easy. Great day in the morning. You and Tondo, where in tarnation you come from? Well, we were camped for the night in a cave. We didn't expect to have you drop in. Uh, drop in is right. Now, here, let me help you to your feet. No wonder you're not dead after that spill. Oh, I reckon I can get up all right. I hope... Steady there. My leg. Better let us carry you into the cave. We can build up a fire and look at the leg. No, I got no time. I got to get to the town of Ashcroft. Your mule seems to be unhurt. All right, come over here, you stove-in hay burner, and I'll make you wish you'd never been born. My leg, I, I can't stand on Well, then that. don't try. But I got to get to town. I I got a chance to earn $1,000 for just an evening's work. And... $1,000 for an evening's work? Yep. Can't be honest, money. Oh, it's honest, but the job is downright dangerous. That's why the pay is high. I just gotta do it. I gotta get to town. We'll talk about that when we've seen how badly you're hurt. Give me a hand, Toto. Move him into the cave and build up a fire. The Lone Ranger and Toto inspected Thunder Martin's leg by firelight in the cave. They found it not broken, but badly sprained. Then Toto went to find the big man's mule while the Lone Ranger administered first aid and listened to Thunder Martin. It's just my all-fired muddy luck. I... I go along working for Clarabelle Hornblow for 30 a month and pound. Then when I get a chance to pick up three years' pay in a couple of hours, that fool mule forgets to look where he's going and rolls me down the mountainside. Do you think my leg is bad? Well, you're not going to walk on it for a couple of days. But I got to meet the government man. What government man? Well, sir, it's a special mission. A, a secret mission. Oh? It's... Doggone it, it's the biggest thing that's ever come my way. Uh, who is the government man? Tell me more about this secret mission. Well, I can't tell you much because I don't know much. I, I was in town the other day and I got into a little argument in the cafe. Oh, fighting again, huh? Oh, it wasn't much. I just tangled with the four Larrabee oh. boys. They started getting rough, but they're puny critters. I could have dusted the floor with all four of them with one hand tied behind my back. Well, after the argument was over, this, uh, Mr. Chester invited me into the back room where we talked and made arrangements to meet tonight so I could carry out what he called a, a secret special mission. Uh, did he select you for your brains or your brawn? Uh, he didn't say. Well, I gotta go. Thunder, you might as well give up. You're not going to leave this cave tonight. But I gotta meet Mr. Chester in the back room of the cafe. I'm due there in just a half hour. Uh, I'll meet him for you. You? Say, now, uh, would you do that? If it's a government mission, I'll be glad to. Hey, by, by the way, well, what are you doing in these parts anyway? If you and Tonto were around here, why didn't you stop off the ranch and say hello? Uh, we came here looking for money. Stolen money. Yeah? Yes. Wells Fargo was held up by four men about three weeks ago. And $50,000 worth of paper money was stolen. Well, that's a lot of cash. 
But uh, that don't tell me why you're Captain Ashcroft. We uh, heard that some new paper money was being spent in Ashcroft. Not very much, but enough to warrant an investigation. Oh, here's Tarto with my mule. Uh, mule, not hurt. What's oh, about that? Critter's tougher than a hickory knot. You can't hurt him. I'm going to saddle Silver. You ride tonight? Yes. Thunder had an appointment in Ashcroft. I'm going to keep it for him. Say, that, that, that government man may be curious about your mask. Oh, I think I can satisfy his curiosity. Tell you there, Silver. I, uh, I wish to meet Mr. Chester in the back room of the Silver Dollar. Now, now, be sure you follow instructions just as they was given to me. Uh, what were the instructions? Well, ride to the rear of the cafe and leave your horse beside the door. Rap three times on the door and Mr. Chester will let you into a private room. Th then you can tell him what happened to me, huh? All right, Thunder. I'll let you know what happened. Uh, now remember, rap three times on the door. All right. Steady, easy, big fella. Adios. Adios. Come on. Dismounting in the rear of the Silver Dollar Cafe, the Lone Ranger stepped through ankle-deep mud to a narrow door beside a curtained window. Well, you're right on time. I was... no mask. If you're Mr. Chester, you're the man I'm looking for. Well, you're not the man I expected. I have a message from him. Uh, may I step in? Yes, yes, of course. Thanks. Who are you? Why you mask? You're expecting a much heavier man. A man called Thunder Martin. He had an accident. He couldn't come. I'm here in his place. Well, uh, shall I sit down? Yes, yes, sit down. Thanks. Needless to say, I'm very much disappointed. I'd hoped that... Uh, Thunder Martin told me you wanted him to undertake a certain government mission. That's true. The pay was exceptionally high because of the danger involved. Quite true. Could... I serve in Martin's place? Hmm. Perhaps you could. You look like a man who can take care of himself. Do you uh, have any credentials to identify yourself, Mr. Chester? Identify myself? Yes, as a government man. You're wearing a mask. I haven't asked you for identification. <laughs> Very well. Forget that I mentioned credentials. Suppose you tell me what you want done. Are you familiar with this community? Is that important? Not particularly, as long as you know about an abandoned building a few miles east of town. It was once used as a station for the Pony Express. Yes? I want a package delivered there. A package? The package is right there in that chair in the corner. May I look at it? You may look at it, but you'll find it sealed. Hmm. No marking on it? No. You want this delivered to the abandoned station... Will there be someone there to receive it? A man will be waiting for it. His name is DeLong, Samuel DeLong. May I ask what's in this package? I can tell you only this much. Oh? That package contains some very important government documents. Foreign agents would like to get possession of those documents. Foreign agents? Spies. There are two of them here in Ashcroft. They've been watching me in the hope of stealing that package. I might advise you that your life will be in danger between here and your destination. Do you know who the foreign agents are? Yes, I do. They call themselves Farnham and Yates. Names are probably assumed. They arrived here a few days ago and took a large room in the hotel. It's room number four. I see. You may have no difficulty at all. 
you leave by the rear door and stay away from the main street, you might be able to reach the destination without incident. On the other hand, I must warn you that Farnham and Yates would not hesitate to kill you to get possession of that package. Well, if uh, this could be divided into two smaller packages, I could put one in each of my saddlebags. As it is, it makes a fairly conspicuous bundle. Unfortunately, the seal cannot be broken. You'll have to take it as it is. Oh. It's uh, still raining. The package will get wet. I doubt if the rain will soak through the wrapping. Very well. Mr. DeLong will pay you $1,000 when you deliver the package. I uh, might as well start at once. Excellent. I'll let you out this back door. Good luck to you. Thanks. Thank you. And remember what I told you. If anything happens, Farnham and Yates will be behind it. I'll remember. The Lone Ranger had to place the bulky package on the muddy ground beside the Great Horse Silver while he tightened the cinch and made ready for the trip to the abandoned station beyond the far side of town. He was not aware of a man who crept through the darkness behind his back. Silver pawed the ground and whinnied to sound the warning, but it came too late. Before the masked man could turn, a crashing blow landed on his head. <laughs> The Lone Ranger's hat absorbed some of the force from the club that crashed down from behind, but the blow was hard enough to knock the masked man out for several minutes. He recovered consciousness to find himself lying in the mud behind the Silver Dollar Cafe. The steady rain beat down on his face. The Lone Ranger opened his eyes. He heard Silver whinnying softly as the great horse gently nuzzled his side. He remembered the words of Mr. Chester, the man who had given him the mysterious sealed package. Lord agents would like to get possession of those documents. Documents? Your life will be in danger. Package it. It's gone. They call themselves Farnham and Yates. Farnham Yates. Room number four. Yes, that's what he said, Silver. Room number four in the hotel. Oh, my head. Wonder what hit me. Must have been a club. How long have I been unconscious, big fellow? As the masked man got to his feet, he felt of his mask and found it still in place. His guns were in their holsters and the contents of his pockets were not disturbed. But the package was gone. It was too dark to see his watch, but he judged by the condition of his clothing, which, though damp, was not yet sodden, that he had been unconscious for only a short time. He opened the rear door of the silver dollar and found the room in which he had talked to Mr. Chester empty. Just one thing for us to do, Silver. We'll go to the hotel. If Farnham and Yates are there, we'll see what they have to say about the package. Easy, silly big fellow. Come on, Silver! The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Thank <laughs> you.
to continue our story. The Lone Ranger was angry. He rode directly to the front door of the hotel and reined in sharply. Oh, oh, oh is this He entered the lobby geared for trouble. There was no one in the lobby, not even a clerk behind the desk. One. The masked man walked quickly down a corridor toward the rear. Two. He observed the numbers painted on the door as he passed. Three. Room number four was at the end of the hall. Four. Farnham Yates. Who's there? I have a message for Mr. Farnham or Mr. Yates. Just a minute. My name is Farnham. Masked. Hey, what's this mean? Who are you? What are you doing here? Hold it, both of you. You're covered. Put down that gun. Uh, not just yet. You said you had a message. If this is... A... I came to get a package. A package, huh? What kind of a package? I think you know. Now, see here, stranger. If this is someone's idea of a joke, it's a mighty poor one. It's no joke, Yates. I'm not in the mood for jokes. Now, look, mister. We don't want trouble with you. So if you just put away those guns and get out the way you came... Get him! Oh, no! Good work! The Lone Ranger saw Yates leap forward, but he didn't want to shoot the man. Yates closed in, grabbing the masked man's gun hand and turning it aside, while Farnham seized the opportunity to throw his arms around the masked man's shoulders. For a moment, it looked as though the Lone Ranger might go down. But with a sudden wrench, he broke free and shot one fist forward in a sledgehammer blow to the pit of Farnham's stomach. That helps. I'll get you. Hit him again, Yates. I'll show him. You missed. Take it. Oh. And here's another... Two short, hard blows to the chin drove Yates back. A sweeping blow sent him sprawling to the All floor. All right. No. Now, Farnham. Wait, wait. On your feet. Oh, no, don't hit me again. Don't hit me. I didn't start it. I, I've got no package here. Oh, no, I'll see for myself. But first, I'm going to tie you. Sit down in that chair. Without wasted motion, the Lone Ranger tore a blanket into strips and used them to tie Yates to the chair. He gagged the man, then turned to Farnham, who was just regaining consciousness after a knockout blow. Farnham was quickly tied and gagged. During these operations, the masked man was constantly alert for someone who might come to the door to investigate the commotion. But no one came. People who stayed in the hotel seemed willing to mind their own affairs and not interfere with the affairs of others. You two can't talk, but you can hear what I say. I'm going to search this room in the clothes press. If I don't find what I want, I'll remove one of the gags and ask questions. I'm looking for a paper-wrapped package about two feet long and one foot wide. No use trying to speak, Yates. That gag's efficient. I'll start with the clothes press. Well, guess I'll not have to look any farther. Here's what I want. I... That's strange. As the masked man handled the sealed package, he realized that something was not as it should be. This package. I'd better have another look in the clothes press before I leave here. The Lone Ranger examined the clothing and boots in the closet. When he had finished, he sat down at a desk and wrote a short note. Folding this, he put it into his pocket, then picked up the package and faced the captives. I'll have to leave you both here tied and gagged. I'll lock the door and take the key with me so you'll not be disturbed. If I don't return in a little while, I'll send someone in my place. Adios.
During the short ride from town to the old express station, a masked man tied the note he had prepared to the pommel of his saddle. Oh, oh, oh easy, Slippy. There's a light in that old shack, Silver. Mr. DeLong must be waiting for this package. Well, he'll not have to wait much longer. As for you, boy, go to Toto. Toto, Silver. Understand? Fine, Toto. Now go. Good boy, Silver. Now to deliver the package and see what happens next. Who is it? Chester sent me. Open the door. Are you DeLong? Mask. What's this mean? You're not the man I... I took this job in place of the man you expected. Mask. Chester accepted me with a mask. Well, step inside. Thanks. That package is for me, isn't it? I don't know. You don't know? What do you mean by that? Chester gave me a package which I was supposed to bring to you. He warned me that certain men might try to take it away from me. Yes? Yes. That's just what happened. Someone knocked me out and took the package. You don't say. My guns and horse, even my mask, were left untouched. You seem to have recovered the stolen package. Well, there is some doubt about that, Mr. DeLong. Doubt? Yes. You see, Chester told me that if anything happened, two men called Yates and Farnham would be responsible. He told me I might find them at the hotel. I did find them. I left them locked in their room, tied and gagged. Splendid, splendid. Did you report the robbery? No. Ah, but of course not. With that mask, you're hardly in a position to call on lawmen. But no matter, I'll attend to that. Now, if you'll just put the package down on that table, I'll pay you off. Uh, there, there's just one thing. Well? This is not the package Chester gave me. Not the package? What do you mean? It looks the same, but it isn't. You see, it was raining when I left Chester. The package got wet and muddy when I placed it on the ground to tighten a cinch. This package, which I found in the hotel room, was clean and dry. <laughs> well, maybe those two dried it off. No, no. And furthermore, if Yates or Farnham had been out, I'd have found damp clothes and muddy boots in their clothes press. Now, see here, that This is not the package Chester gave me. So, you have no claim on it. That's the package I want. It is. And that makes everything clear. You and Chester wanted something stolen from Yates and Farnham. You didn't dare steal it yourselves. <laughs> All right, mister, I admit it. You went to a lot of trouble. Why didn't you hire someone to steal it? We didn't expect to find a crook we could hire. We thought we'd have to dupe a man into going after Yates and Farnham. That's why we rigged a dummy package. Oh. Were uh, you the man who knocked me out? Yes, but you'll be well paid for that. You and Chester aren't government men at all. No. Now that we understand each and other... And this we... package doesn't hold government papers of international importance... I think I'll see what it does hold. I'll put it here on the table No, and you don't. Hold it. Why, you... Uh, a little slow, aren't you, DeLong? Finish drawing that gun very slowly and drop it to the floor. See here, you. If you expect to be... Paid... The gun. Drop it. That's better. Now kick it toward me. Now sit down. 
Thanks. Stay right there while I see what we took from Yates and Farnham. Maybe it's worth more than you plan to pay. Ah, money. Well? New paper money. The kind that was stolen from Wells Fargo three weeks ago. What about it? There were four men on that Wells Fargo job. Yates and Farnham are two. Chester's three. You make four. Just comes out even, doesn't it? Looks to me as if you and Chester plan to double-cross your pals, get the cash, and clear out. That's what they were going to do to us. Yates gave us a few dollars and said he wouldn't divide the rest until we were well away from here. That was just a stall. He was waiting for a chance to run out on us. Oh. He gave you only a few dollars. Then how could you pay a thousand for tonight's work? Or did you plan to pay off with a bullet? That would have been cheaper, wouldn't it be long? All right, skip that. What do you want now? A cut of the loot? I have bad news for you, DeLong. You thought I was a crook because I wear a mask. You were wrong. You were... You're looking past me, DeLong. Am I supposed to turn so you can jump me? Don't bother. Good work, Chester. Drop the gun. Satisfied? Get the hands up and turn slow. Too bad I didn't realize that you'd come here, Chester. Yes, isn't it? I thought you'd never get here. Sorry, I was late. Good thing you came in the back door. Get some rope along. We'll tie and gag him and take him a little farther from town before we shoot him. Can't take chances on a shot being heard. All right. First, you'd better take his other gun. You think it's safe to come that close to me? You won't try anything. You'd be surprised the chance a man will take when hey, you try this. Chester! With lightning speed, the masked man grabbed DeLong and literally threw him at Chester, then rushed in while both opponents were off balance. Chester had dropped his gun, but he was swinging with his fist. I'll show you a trick, sir. Only two of you, huh? Both men were big and strong. The Lone Ranger had his hands full. To deliver each blow, he had to take two in return. Then Chester broke free and snatched his gun from the floor. Now I'll get you while this thing is along. I'm hit. Chester, you. He got out. Me get the house. Here, fight. Come in. See oh. fella with guns. Me shoot and him shoot. And he missed. My shoulder. We'll patch that up before we turn you over to the law. Other fella on the floor. Just knocked out, Tonto. You just got here in time. Silver, come to camp. Me see note you write and put in saddle. I thought I might need help, Tonto. But I didn't think you were going to get here in time. Things move faster than I expected. Oh. Well, Silver, outside now. Good enough. Keep an eye on these two while I go for the sheriff. Uh, Kimasabi. Yes? Me not know what happened. What that money? Who these two fella? That's the stolen Wells Fargo cash. Oh. These are two of the men who stole it. The others are waiting in the hotel. I told them I'd send for them. The sheriff will go for me. <laughs> All right, Silver. I'm coming. Listen, Injun. There's a lot of money on that table. I'll make a deal. <laughs> uh, no. No deal. Mask man, not like. Who's that <laughs> mask man <laughs> to stand in the way of more easy cash than you ever saw? Who is he? Why, him called Lone Ranger. I'll tell
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's story was written by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. (laughs) 